0: Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. Today's episode is one of my favorites of the year, and it's because it celebrates the listener favorites from the whole past year, so all of 2021. Today, we will hear little clips from the top five episodes of 2021. What did you guys love best? Which episodes lifted your spirits and gave you the dash of inspiration to create your best life story? whether that meant striving a little harder or living with intention or making it through one of the muddy swamps in your story. We're gonna find out because I've got the top downloads all lined up. Stay tuned and find out. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story Power serves you best when you know how to use it. Welcome to the top five Love Your Story episodes of 2021. Let's start out with number five. Drum roll. This year, you guys loved the idea of owning your own story, which was episode 188 Own Your Story. It takes us on a discussion of what it looks like to accept yourself, to accept your life, your responsibility, and your power. Here's a clip I have a story it's all mine. I write it every day. This isn't a story I'm actually writing down. This is a story I'm living. And today I may throw in a plot twist as I get ready to change jobs or free myself from a bad relationship or adopt a child. I may create a peaceful scene at a coffee shop because that sounds nice about now. And then maybe I feel like my story needs a little trip to the spa I love girl spa days. They always look so great in the movies, don't they? Maybe I'll have them put cucumbers on my eyes and cover my face with some gory green mud just so I know what it's like. That sounds like a fun story to write. Or maybe I want to become an engineer or an opera singer. Hmm, what should I write on my life notebook today? Because it can be anything, people. Sometimes someone else writes something we don't like. On our life story. A spouse gets abusive and all of a sudden the story takes a really dark, unexpected turn that I get to frantically try to write myself out of. Or what about the shameful parts that have been shoved to the bottom of the story, a footnote we want no one to ever read? What about the fear of facing our dreams and failure and daring greatly? While there are sometimes parts of our story that make us uncomfortable, Part of loving your story is learning how to make peace with the bad as well as the good. At the very heart of learning to accept ourselves is learning to accept all the spaces we see as failures. And I put that in quotes because so often our failures are just the spaces that teach us things and you cannot call a learning space a failure. But sometimes we see them that way. Our shortfalls. There are downright horrible sections. There always are. There are betrayals. There are letdowns. This is the messy stuff that we sometimes feel shame about. But this episode is about owning your own story. It's not to focus on the rough spaces, but the rough spaces are a very real part of who we are, every single one of us. How we got to where we are and what we learned and how we see the world. We cannot be whole without the dark threads of our tapestry we can't have the depth that we have without those dark threads. So let's talk about owning it all. To hear the whole episode, head to episode 188 on your app or on the website at loveyourstorypodcast.com. Okay, here's number four. Number four favorite for 2021 is episode 185, which is my interview with Barney Scout, it's his trail name, Man. Barney Scoutman, the author of Journeys North and Through Hiker for the Pacific Crest Trail, the Appalachian Trail, and the Continental Divide Trail. This triple crown hiker has logged a lot of miles. The Pacific Crest Trail is 2,650 miles long, and it covers 26 national forests, seven national parks, five state parks, and three national monuments. It takes five months at an average of 20 miles a day to complete this. The Appalachian Trail is 2,180 miles, and the Continental Divide Trail is 3,100 miles. His book, Journeys North, is Stories from the Pacific Crest Trail, stories about humanity, connection, strength, companionship. These things all connected with us this year. So here's a clip from this episode. And the number four, top favorite.
1: So I'm in the Kennedy Meadows shower. And I only wish for everyone here they have a chance once to experience what this is like. Because the shower is open to the sky, first of all. The sides are not nice tile. They are plywood boards. uh, Pretty ratty. There's two of them. And so all that's separating you from your shower buddy is a thin plywood wall. And it's open from the ankles down. You can hear the wind blowing, the birds chirping. You have about three, four days easily of of Mojave desert dirt and dust on you. You've paid two bucks for the privilege of a towel loan. And you step into this and with the person next to you, it's as if you were on a psychiatrist's couch. So Allegheny steps in. Allegheny is 65, I was 55 at the time. And anytime I start getting a swelled head because I'm 55, I'm out here doing this, I would think about Allegheny, and say, okay, he's 10 years old. And in the first minute or two, I hear about Allegheny's uh, uh, three wives, his three previous marriages. And especially the first one who said, all right, mister, it's me or the guitar. And I've seen him playing guitar. But the next person who steps in is one of these six main people in Journeys North myself, my wife, and then four much younger people. Tony was one of the rare 30somethings' see a lot 20somethings out there before they've really started life and then some like myself, my wife who our kids are already raised uh, And here from the other side a guy who I thought I knew fairly well, I hear him telling me about a Saturday. He's the scout. It was a Saturday it's the very end of my marriage, 14year marriage and I'm in a kitchen by myself and I look down I see, The oven door open, I can smell the gas and I'm looking in my hand and I have a big kitchen knife in my hand. I don't know how I got there. Mm. And so here he proceeds to sit them down, he tells me. But here out in the open, Tony felt safe enough to tell me this story and I felt safe enough to be able to hear it.
0: a space when you're on the trail where um you know that you don't you know you don't know these people and you don't necessarily have to see them again they come from all over the world so is there a sense of anonymity or because you are with the same people sort of leapfrogging back and forth for you know these months that you're on there um do you get past that and feel more like they're friends that you would share deeply with i mean what's what's the reason to be able to share like this?
1: So if, if a zero is feeling anonymity and 10 is feeling um, uh, feeling friendly, we're a 14 or 15 on the trail. If I saw you right now walking toward me, I would think Lori would give me the shirt off her back. Wouldn't know your name, wouldn't have met you before. And I would have the vision in my head that you'd be willing to do the same. We both got here. We're both out here and we've, uh, we're a distance from a trailhead. We're both carrying our worldly goods on our back for the moment. We are both subject to whatever the sky is gonna bring us, whether it's cold, wet, or snow. We both have been eating not particularly great food. We both are dirty and hungry, and the degree of affinity that brings for each other. I mean, um, it's one of the things I love about the trail. Uh, If we had met up for only 15 minutes, and this this is the truth from the trail, and you were to ask, if you were to call me up 10 years later and ask me for a huge favor, my default position would be, how can I do this for you?
0: To hear more stories from the trail, tune into the whole episode. It's episode 185. Same thing you can find it on your app or on the website. Okay. Number three people's choice for 2021 is episode 187, Spiritual Gifts with Deb Atella. In 2005, Deb had a near-death experience where she saw family members who had passed away. Her experience and ability to tune in to the spirit world was something that took a while to get used to. I think this was the first time that had actually really, that she really tuned into it when this had happened. But as she accepted the gift and put limits on when she was available to the spirits on the other side, she embraced what felt like a spiritual gift. This episode is a conversation about spiritual gifts and her story of this near-death experience.
2: And I woke up and I was on the floor of the shower and I had fallen through the shower doors and I I realized- And you
0: didn't have any memory of it?
2: No. And all of a sudden it dawned on me, I must have passed out. And there was blood everywhere. Blood just kept pouring out of me, pouring out of me. And so now I realize I must have passed out. I threw, I stripped all my clothes off and threw the shower on to revive myself, to give myself a little energy and to get the blood off of me. There was blood just everywhere. So I threw a towel on and I made it to the top of the steps and I have a center hall colonial. So I made it right to the top of the steps and I went to call for my husband. And what I thought was going to come out was like, Jeff. And what came out was Jeff. And I was like, oh my God, where's my voice? Where is my voice? And I just kept trying to say his name. And my oldest son heard me and came out and he's like, what's the matter? I said, go get daddy. So he went and he got my husband. I went and sat back in the shower. You know, long story short, I ended up via ambulance um, in the emergency room. So
0: what happened to your voice?
2: I was so weak. I lost almost all the blood in my body. I hemorrhaged out. I just bled out.
0: How were you even staying conscious?
2: I have no idea. Angels is probably how I was staying conscious at that point. Because when I went and sat back in the shower and my husband came into the bathroom, he was like, what's the matter? And he took one look at me. And I am very, I'm high strung and my husband is very calm. And he started to freak out and scream for my son to bring him the phone, the cordless phone. Because it wasn't even like everybody had cell phones then, right? Because, so, of the, because the blood was all over the place? It was. It looked like a mob hit. There was just blood everywhere, all over the bathroom. Now, w- one of the things was I never lose my sense of humor. I was literally dying, but I still have a sense of humor at all times. Our bathroom had just been refinished. The contractors left on December twenty. 20- Third, this is January fourteenth. Now it's the fifteenth because it's the middle of the night, and I'm thinking this couldn't happen before they ripped the bathroom out. Look <laughs> at this new clean bathroom, and I have to clean all this blood up. And I just kept thinking, how am I going to clean this blood up? And it, it was just everywhere. It had poured It poured out of my body. It was just unbelievable the amounts of blood that came out of me. So what I didn't know was that when my husband got into the um, bathroom, I was blue. I was completely blue. Calls 911. They come. He calls my best friend who lives very close by and my mother. Somebody has to come and stay with these kids, right? Because he's going to come to the hospital with me. My best friend gets there. The police come. Whenever you call 911, they always send the police along with whatever else you need. The police get to me first. Then the paramedics come. They take me out on a stretcher, bring me via ambulance to the closest hospital. Now I'm in the emergency room. And I am all sassy like the bed had one of those pads on it you know how hospital beds do they have those like chuck pads on the bed and you could tell that someone had sat on it because it was wrinkled so now I'm on the gurney and I'm like with a death grip meanwhile I was so weak like you could have knocked me over with a feather but I'm holding on as tight as I think I'm I can. And I'm saying, I'm not getting off of this until they put clean sheets on that bed. That bed's not clean. That bed's not clean. And my husband's like, get on the bed, get on the bed. (laughs) And I'm saying it's dirty. And the nurse is like, you have to get on the bed. And the the EMT said, that bed's dirty. Change the bed. And he made them change the bed. And then I got in the bed and I'm crying. They're going to make me take my panties off. And I'm just going to be in a hospital gown naked. I'm not getting on that dirty bed. They change it. I get on the bed, right? (laughs) <laughs> so now in and out, doctor, a doctor comes in and it was very strange because if you've ever been in, in an emergency department, it's usually like, like bays, right? Or like curtains with people. I was like in this room. It was very strange. And the doctor came in and he said, after examining me a couple times, he said, um, we can't monitor your heart in this room. We need to move you. And we're going to monitor you for a little while. And they're getting a room ready for you in intensive care. And then we're going to take you to intensive care. When he said they were going to take me to intensive care, I sat up in the bed and I said, intensive care? I have to go home. I have little kids. I'm not going to intensive care. And he said, you have to go to intensive care. And I threw up and passed out. Threw up all on my hair. My hair was really long, all over my husband. And I passed out. What my husband says happened was that I came to, They got me out of bed and they walked me out of the room. I don't know why they would walk me. And he said, I passed out again. When I passed out again, they scooped me up, made him go to the waiting room and they took me away. What I know happened was I threw up, I passed out and I was in the light. And I was conscious enough that I was like, oh snap, I'm in the
0: light. I knew I was there. isn't it interesting when like spiritual things happen like you understand and comprehend what's going on just automatically intuitively
2: uh, absolutely so I'm in the light in this gorgeous white it I can't, white doesn't even describe it it was like crystally it was just the most gorgeous light you could ever ever imagine and it was the like warmth like the perfect temperature and love like just like all-encompassing love like every fiber of my being was loved and over my left shoulder behind my left shoulder was my cousin laura who was like a sister to me she died in 1992
0: in a car accident To hear the rest of her story, tune into the whole episode, again, episode 187, and hear how sassy Deb interacts with Bud and the others who come to help her. Now, number two, the second most loved episode of 2021 is the story of Michael Anthony in episode 193. Michael Anthony was born to a hyper-abusive drug addict mother who cut off his finger when he was four years old, a stepfather who he says you pray you never have, and a racist grandmother who pushed him into a huge identity crisis. By the time he was nine, his family was often homeless, certainly living in poverty, and he was eventually adopted by this same grandmother. He turned to drugs and alcohol to survive the continued abuse. What happened, though, He became the creator of Think Unbroken. This interview is all about how we heal mentally from traumatic events in our lives. And he shares his story to show what it looks like to keep climbing out of the hole and do whatever it takes to heal and excel. And I have to admit, guys, this was one of my favorite interviews all year, too.
3: It's excellent. You know, I made a declaration of myself, you know, that, that, what are you willing to do moment was very much about, all right, you have all this darkness. And and I believe we all kind of know, we know that thing we need to be doing. And for years, I'd been going to a therapist, paying them hundreds of dollars of my money, and literally just telling them what I thought they wanted to hear, because that made me feel good about my decisions, right? Not recognizing that that is probably one of the most moronic things that you can do. And so, My declaration to myself in that moment was get serious about this. Step into vulnerability, step into the fact that you were hurt, that you were beaten, that you were abused, that you were molested, that you were homeless, that you were starved, that you were locked in closets. Get into the truth of the fact that you had had all these moments that are so terrible that they wouldn't even make a horror movie about them. Get into the truth that the only way that you're gonna create something sustainable in your life is you're going to have to step into the vulnerability of acknowledging that bad things happened. And with that acknowledgement came a sense of freedom because I recognized that I didn't have to carry that with me anymore. And what that meant was now I have to learn how to navigate it. Not that it was going to go away magically. I tried to get over it. That doesn't work. I tried stuffing it down. That doesn't work. I tried drinking it away. That doesn't work. What works is confronting it and looking at it in the face and saying, enough, I'm going to do something. Screw you. This is my life. Let me show you what I can do. And And part of it was I had this huge chip on my shoulder and I looked at it and I said, if I can be successful in these other areas of my life, why do I hate myself? Because of the garbage that other people put in my front yard. And the reality is whether or not you like it, when somebody throws trash in your front yard, you're not good enough, smart enough, capable enough. It is your responsibility to clean it up. And we're not culpable for the things that happened to us in our youth. And that's the thing people have to understand. I don't take any responsibility for the things that happened to me as a child, not my job. However, that said, I what I didn't understand was my job was to heal. My job was to go and learn and grow and put myself in a position of being incredibly uncomfortable by doing the opposite of everything I had ever done. And that meant going to therapy with intention, going to men's group therapy, leaving Indiana, going to personal growth conferences, reading all the books, being the only person in a room full of PhD and doctoral candidates who doesn't have a college education, who's in these continuing education classes because I had to know. And all of that was about what are you willing to do? And my declaration to myself was anything it takes.
0: I loved my interview with Michael because I could just hear the solid sense of self and everything he shared. His insights were powerful, his overcoming incredible. One of my favorites also. And here we are now at number one. The most downloaded episode of 2021 was Accept and Nurture Your Awesome, episode 184. My audience, you guys that are listening, you guys are seekers, people who want inspiration, people learning to love their story and accept their story. This episode launched 2021. It was one of the first ones with some life coach referrals and a quick discussion about leaning into nurturing our best selves. And maybe this episode was number one, because this is the starting point for all of us, self-acceptance, self-love and healing any long-held beliefs that contribute to the false stories of unworthiness that we have. Here's the clip. No matter who you are or where you came from, you are a beautiful miracle full of talents, ideas, light, and potential. There are a lot of messy things in the process of living that can make us feel unworthy and that can easily create spaces of not good enough. But one thing that I know for sure is that those stories those voices are not true, no matter who you are. I have watched some of the most incredible people on the planet struggle with feelings of not being good enough. As I looked on wondering how they could possibly even consider the idea that they weren't incredible. If you are one of those who feels unworthy in any way because you were abused or unloved, because God didn't answer your prayers, because some broken person or people told you that you weren't good enough, because you were the seventh grader that got shoved in the locker, because you didn't get straight A's or maybe even straight C's, (laughs) because you didn't get a job you wanted or because you're sick and you can't do the things you wish you could do, because you have an addiction that you're fighting or because you have stories in your own mind, your own voice telling you and reinforcing that you're not okay, not enough. It doesn't matter where those stories are coming from, where they originated from, What matters is that there isn't one of them that is true. Listen to the whole episode, episode 184 from January of 2021. Find it on loveyourstorypodcast.com or scroll through on your app and find it wherever you listen. A huge thanks to all of my listeners. You are exceptional, worthy movers and shakers in your own lives. I applaud you for every step you take toward loving your story. And I thank you for being here to listen to the great stories. If you haven't gotten your Love Your Story t-shirt this year, Uh, hop onto the website and grab one. And then I want you to send me a picture of you anywhere in the world wearing your t-shirt. I love collecting these and people love the t-shirts. It thrills me when I get in different pictures from different people in different places. And it's super fun for me to collect them. So would love, love, love to see a picture of you in your t-shirt. And you can send that to me just via email, lori, L-O-R-I-J-L-E-E at msn.com. That's Lori J Lee at msn.com. As we end 2021, I want to extend my prayers and blessings for all of you, and want to let you know that we have some brave and well-rounded topics coming in 2022. We've worked really hard, um, working with even a um, co-host on some of them to put together some really great content for the coming year. And I'm excited about it. And I also just really, truly want to thank you guys. Thank you for listening and supporting and sharing and doing good in the world, working to love your own story and helping other people's to to love theirs by sharing the episodes and just being a part of it all. I'd love to hear from you all on social media as well. And I hope you've had a fantastic year. Let's do 2022 together even better than last year. So plan on sticking with us and share this with other people you know, share, love your story, and we will launch off into another great year. Don't forget also on loveyourstorypodcast.com. That's where you can get your t-shirts. It's also where you can get your own copy of the 21 challenges, the book called Life, Living Intentional and Fearless Every Day. And you know what? Get it for friends and loved ones as they start the new year because it's the perfect gift that doesn't only just give them something, but it gives them something to support their growth. It's the ideal gift. Close out 2021 with a celebration, whatever rocks your world, and get ready for all the wonderful days and weeks ahead of creating your best life story in 2022. What can you do today today? To create your best life story. Think about that. Just one little step. And I'll see you in two weeks for the next episode.